0: afternoons. With me, I'm Bill Arnold, and I just looked up the word grateful in the dictionary, and it says expressing gratitude. I think that's what I should be doing, Rosie. I think we should be gushing for the next
1: Oh my gosh, that's hour, gush.
0: hour and a half.
1: Can I minimum. gush on yeah, go one ahead. number? Yeah, go, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so this is one number. So we just got done with our spring share, but this is the number that I think everybody will just, their jaws will just drop. Because people supported Faith Radio... Over 18,000 meals are on their way wow. to Ukraine.
0: That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's just amazing.
1: That's amazing to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you again and again and again for participating in our spring fundraiser. The results were astounding. And you said yes, and you listened to what God nudged you to do. And many, many, many gave sacrificially, and you can tell people were stepping so far out of their their comfort zone or what they're used to doing and they sort of let us know some did and 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 some said I'm I'm all in favor of that team 40 I can do that and then meals will go to people in Ukraine and so again Rosie those numbers of the meals are amazing I know a lot of people
1: that's you know and I think it's actually closer to 19,000 I just can't remember the the th- those final digits, and I yeah. don't want to exaggerate, but I think it was that close.
0: Because we partnered with Feed My Starving Children, and I think they can rename that to My Starving Children Are Getting Fed. <laughs> yeah.
1: mm. I think it needs a past tense. I,
0: I think so. That's right. a lot of meals, a lot of meals. But it's no so nice to be back, and it's it, I love doing uh, spring and fall fundraising because I feel like we gather as a family and we talk about things that are exciting us uh, in terms of kingdom work and... We hear stories, and I love all the stories. And but it's really nice to be back, just a regular old programming. I know. Yeah, that's great, right? Yeah, and today I've got a great show. Uh, Patrick Albanese is going to join me in just a minute, and I know he's got gratitude as well. And then Monday afternoon mix, and then uh, Doctor Doug Gruthouse will be joining me in hour two, and he's um, he's got a book on apologetics that's eight hundred and nine pages, and I read. All of it except the last 808 pages. So I feel like I'm really prepared for that interview. I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, Patrick is uh, a regular on the show. My my, fr- <laughs> my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. Patrick, welcome.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Bill. You know, by the way, uh, page one that you managed to finally consume says, to mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. And of course, for those of you who don't know, Patrick was uh, featured on America's Got residents in Des Moines. So uh, <laughs> America's got questions. <laughs> I think was the show. <laughs> so you got Should beat- I say
2: should I say after that spring those spring share numbers, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh is
0: right. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. And you yeah. got uh, beat out on the uh, Twitter bid. I know you made a bid for it, but Elon Musk uh, won and he is now the owner of Twitter.
2: Yes. Uh apparently they wanted cash uh, not a case of hot pockets. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Now he paid. I thought people
2: were hungry. Yeah. I, I think he
0: paid fifty-three yeah. billion for it. And if I were yeah. Elon Musk, I would have put the whole thing on Visa just to get the miles.
2: Sure. I think they would probably uh, throw in a tote bag as well. <laughs> you know, because you can do the can, the Sky Miles. You can shop as yeah. well as. uh I've never seen Twitter available on the Sky Miles in the in the mm. little magazine. No, uh, I haven't but, either. Um, yeah. So, where do you think he raised up fifty? Was it fifty three billion dollars? I think it forty three billion. And
0: he raised it in a very short amount of time. I'm guessing he went through the um, cushions in his sofa.
2: Now, not to be fair, he has many, many
0: sofas. He's, I would imagine he's got, he's got, a, got sofa a lot of collection. sofas. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I I heard people on, on on Twitter today saying, "Well, here's the end of free speech." And you're thinking, "Wait a second, <laughs> did you just type that?" <laughs> <laughs> How come I'm seeing it? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Free speech still works. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. It's uh you know, I I I, I often wonder about some of these platforms that you, you say, well, what happened to MySpace? And you know, some of these you know, what happened to all the photo mats? What <laughs> I think those are little coffee shops now, the photo mats. Remember photo <laughs> I you, do remember that, yeah. Yeah. You always felt sorry for the kids stuck in there. Very so, sorry. What, what do you have? About six square feet of a movement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had to use a shoehorn to get them in the door. Yeah, so was, but you, you know. could
0: drive up to that little building, and that was cool.
2: Uh, it was, I think that was part. You didn't really care that much about the fact that you're going to get your pictures back in a couple of months. It, <laughs> it was driving up to the building and not getting out of your car. Yeah,
0: that was novel See, at the time.
2: Yeah, I handed a kid some film, and I'm going to come back and, and pick him up, and he'll probably made six copies of, of
0: everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So let's just chat about a couple of things that happened over the weekend. There was a, an air show stunt well, where pilots jump out of, jumped out of their planes and tried to switch seats with the other pilot, and they did this at 12,000 feet. Do you think they checked with their mothers that this was okay to do?
2: Well, you know, when when we were kids, we didn't check with our mothers when we built a bike ramp out of an old rickety piece of plywood and a couple of milk crates and tried to jump over our friends. You know? By the way, I, if I had to be the guy on the ground, I was always the inside man. I, I'm, I'm up against the ramp. Yeah. I think you can make it over one of us, but not two.
0: Yeah. So, to, so one of the planes crashed. So I guess it yeah. was it was a 50% success rate, which is... Higher than what we have on the Monday shows here on the radio, you and me.
2: Yeah, a, a, a skosh higher, you could say. Yeah, a little I mean, I, I mean, we normally fall in where the, with the, you know, the little windshield flyer that says, I buy homes for cash. And it's <laughs> kind of, have you ever notice those are always kind of written very sloppily? Yeah. You're thinking, you don't, you don't have enough money to pay for printing. <laughs> How can you buy my house for cash? <laughs> this is crayon. You can't right. buy my
0: house for cash. I'm not calling you and selling
2: you my house. No, I'm going to call you to find out what's going on. For sure, I got a call, but I'm not selling you my. You know, some guy named Vinny is buying houses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, if, is, is, how do you, how do you get? Do you get insurance for something like that? I mean, you know, I get nervous when my kids, like when one of them tries to jump from the back seat to the front seat of the car, and I say, "That's this is really risky what we're doing yeah. here," and we're parked. But, like, how do you go to your insurance company and say, I know we've got, you know, insurance on these planes, and here's what we're thinking.
0: (laughs) This is a hard one to sell. We're both going to jump out of our planes at 12,000 feet.
2: Simultaneously. And
0: I'm going to sort of navigate my way into his plane, and he's going to get into my plane, and then we're both going to successfully land the planes.
2: That's a great idea, huh? I mean, if this works, It's going to be spectacular. Yeah. Now, what What about approximately how much would insurance to cover this <laughs> <laughs> event cost? And try to keep it under a million dollars. I please. just wonder
0: who comes up with these ideas. Fantastic. I, I don't think outside of, the box or outside the plane very often.
2: No, no. I mean, I think the closest I come is my, my next door neighbor has a boxer. I said, currently, I'm thinking outside the boxer. And that is about it. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know, and uh, you know it's it's part of that maybe trying to get the the clicks and the likes and the YouTubes and saying you know you hear enough of these stories where somebody does a viral video and the next thing you know they're making six figures a month, uh, having to outdo their stunts and then they're eating laundry detergent before you know
0: it. Mm-hmm. That's sad. So
2: these guys started with a biggie.
0: Yeah.
2: However, it worked because they are now famous.
0: Uh huh. So the Supreme uh, Court, Patrick, uh, heard the the case of Coach Joe Kennedy, a football coach who's been banned from doing uh, the thing he loves for more than six years. And he loves yeah. the right to pray silently at the 50-yard line at the end of games. Apparently, you mm-hmm. can't do that, according to uh, the Supreme Court, which I find uh, interesting because all day long you hear politicians and people say, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, yeah. You just can't actually do what you say. Uh, it
2: doesn't make any sense to me now. And I don't. How did the Supreme Court rule on this? Did they? I mean, obviously, we're getting into some free speech grounds. Are they trying to do the old separation of church and state? I'm not sure what that has to do with a football game. I mean, what, what do you do when a football player and quite a few of them are uh, people of faith? Um, you know, uh, I mean, you know, you know, some of them, you've done some events with a like a Tony them. Dungy. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they score a touchdown. Uh, and uh, you, you, if folks, in case you were wondering what that point skyward is, mm-hmm. that's to God. Yeah, that's, that's what that
0: is. Giving God the glory uh, for that moment of victory, that moment of success. And, yeah. I, you know, you hear, you hear people all the time say, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Well, can you ever stop and say, I'm going to pray for you right now, because if our thoughts and prayers are with you, it would make sense to say, I will pray right now for you. What an honoring thing to do.
2: It makes the most sense. Uh, Yeah, I know we've talked about this in the past, that when, you know, you see somebody puts a thing up saying, you know, uh, falling on some hard times, and you say, I'll pray for you, uh, that right then is probably the time to do it.
0: Yeah, it's always a good... I
2: can't think of a better time.
0: Yeah, it's always a good time. Takes nothing. Yeah, I think people find it very warming, too, to say, can I pray for you right now? And then they say, well, uh, uh, yeah, and then you pray for them, and they they just feel so loved. They feel so cared well, for. They feel like you took a risk for them, and they love that. I, I know
2: I've told you this uh, story before, and I apologize to the listener if they say, oh, that old story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I was working in Detroit with our good friend Danny, And, uh, the place where the theater was located is not necessarily a great neighborhood. And so uh, as you were walking from the theater to a restaurant to get a bite to eat after a performance, uh, you would get approached by a lot of people. And I remember I'm walking with Danny and a guy approaches us and says, do you have any money? And Danny says, no, but I have a prayer. Why don't we pray? Mm. And the three of us get down on our knees on the sidewalk and pray right there. Uh, I was more spectator than anything because I was in such awe of what had just happened. Mm-hmm. And when we finish, the guy says, thank you. I really needed that. Wow. And we all went on our merry way. And I I, I mean, that moment, is I said, this guy's going to be a friend of mine forever. Because anybody that would do that, that's a, that was just thinking completely, again, outside the box, so to speak, saying, you know, I don't have money for you, but I have a prayer. Would you like it? Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. it's just It was such a beautiful moment.
0: Yeah, It really a, was. That's a great, great moment. Patrick Albanese yeah. is my uh, guest. He's not only my friend and my colleague, but he also uh, hails from the great state of Iowa. He lives there now. He hails from the great state of Illinois originally and then went to California for 20 plus years. And now he's and his family live in Des Moines. So we're always glad to chat with him on Mondays and get things started. We'll be right back with lots more.
3: What would you do with a brain if you had one?
0: Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could. I could while away the hours, and with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. That theme song belongs to Patrick Albany's, a- my friend from Iowa, and also uh, a very seasoned performer and professional entertainer. Median, magician, really a all-around guy who can do just about anything. And he did something this weekend, performing at a all-night prom party, which if you want to talk about this on the air, Patrick, or just save it for therapy, whatever you want to do is fine with me. I think he disappeared. What a lead-in, too. And then we lost him. So
1: Let me try to get him. He looks like he's still connected. It looks like so he's still I wonder here. if he had some...
0: No, he, microphone go, problem. he might have had a microphone. I'm going to give I, I him a call. I should check to see. Do oh, I have... There he's back, yeah. Am I back? You're back. No. Yeah, welcome.
2: Well, I don't even me? know where I went.
0: Uh, it doesn't matter. You're back now. That's all that matters. I don't know if you heard my okay. my great setup, but...
2: I, I did. Yeah. I did, and I think the reason why my microphone got muted is I needed a moment to wipe away the tears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me what you learned about uh, high school proms in 2022. Probably different you know, from when we went.
2: Well, they're a lot different. And and I think what was appropriate is your bumper music on the way out from the opening segment was uh, the Fleetwood Mac song, Never Going Back Again. And you could <laughs> easily say that was my experience <laughs> this weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never Going Back Again. Uh, it's it's pretty tough because yeah I don't know you know if you might have gone to prom when you were in high school and it's you know they grabbed about ten dollars worth of crepe paper decorated the gym, put up a hand painted sign and said knock yourselves out you can dance for three hours get out of here and go home, mm-hmm. and maybe you picked up your date with a cheap corsage and mom's freshly cleaned you know uh, Oldsmobile Regency. Um, and you know, the next day, if you wanted to do something with friends, you had to plan it yourself. Say, let's all go to the amusement park. Yeah. Won't that be fun? Yeah. And now the parents plan every last bit of it. And it's unbelievable. They, you know, the kids go to a dance that's usually in one location. And then they have the after prom. Um, some of them, they rent out the mall. And oh. the kids can kind of, I guess, you know, I think, uh, I think Spencer's Gifts and... <laughs> from the Starbucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tasty Penny won't open for that. And uh, then there's fun and games, and then there's entertainment. They like hypnotists. This year they tried a magician. I'm pretty sure next year <laughs> hypnotism will be will be back in style. It was... Kids like to interact. Boy, do they. Yeah. Uh, and then now the new thing that seems to be added is the present giveaway. So to ensure that the kids don't leave... They give away
0: stuff. Like what, for example?
2: And, well, now, uh, you and I would think, you know, if you got a little, you know, coffee shop gift card, that would be pretty cool. Yes, or, you know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, a nice shirt, a T-shirt that mm-hmm. said prom 1978, you know, that kind of
0: thing. <laughs> Right, right. I
2: survived prom yes. 1978. But they were giving away big screen TVs. It was, I think, about 30 thousand dollars worth of prizes for a high school uh, prom, for a high school prom. well and and the kids just a stream of them coming up says you've won you've won and i think the only clever thing they did is most of the kids got their gifts in a laundry basket which i said well you're going to be doing your own laundry now (laughs) now that you're graduating
0: yeah
2: uh one of the schools here in town the big gift was a new car and I, I, I am not kidding. Uh, and I happen to know the guy who donated it. He owns a bunch of car dealerships and his daughter goes to the school. So I, I, I have a feeling she's going to be quite popular <laughs> for the rest of the year. It's like, excuse me a second. Was that your dad that gave somebody a car that uh, Johnny over there won? <laughs> Has he got anything in that little black bag for me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So why? I... I, I I mean, I don't know why this is so popular. I, I I can imagine if you're 17 years old thinking, I'm, you know, I really have to get a date to the prom. You <laughs> <I> can't <laughs> miss. They're giving away a car. Yeah. I'll yeah. take anybody. Can I bring my grandmother again?
0: Yeah. I, uh, the big prize, I think, at the senior party was like maybe you'd get a, a Samsonite suitcase. That was like one of the big prizes because you'd need it because you were leaving home, going to college. Even when you, yeah, you even when you, you mentioned the laundry basket, I, th- I thought, I remember when I did laundry for the first time in college and I, I did a load of laundry. Then this next time I did it, I did it in two loads. I had the, uh, the gray load and the pink load.
3: No, the
2: pink load. Yeah. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. That's, uh, one of the first things you learn is if you want to be efficient with laundry, don't buy bright clothing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Because I, I refuse to separate loads. No, no, no. They're all going in there. This is costing <laughs> me four precious quarters that could be used for parking. Right. And I, I need my quarters. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. And the suitcases, that makes sense because you're either going off to college or you're getting kicked out of the house. Because if you're not going to college where I grew up, that was kind of my dad's thing. He says, yeah. oh, you want to make your way in the world, do you? Mm-hmm. There's
0: a suitcase. Well, your parents had an interesting uh, attitude about, becoming an adult at age 18, and effective that birthday, you started paying rent at your house, and you were not quite out of the house yet.
2: I, I was not. And, uh, it's all I, right for me to I, tell
0: that story, isn't it?
2: It's absolutely all right for okay. you to tell that story. Yeah, it was, um, you know, when you're 18, you're you you're paying rent. Now, if, if you were going to college, I wasn't going to college at the time, so I had made my choice, and uh, so I started paying rent, and of course, I griped about it, and I remember when my younger sister uh, a couple of years later comes into the same situation and now I'm living on my own and she says can you believe the nerve of these two people <laughs> 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 She says what well, what should I do I said I'm going to make a recommendation pay it don't say anything pay it pay it with a smile I said, because what, what are they charging you, 20 bucks a week? It was $20 a week, I think, in 78, 79. And, and uh, you know, that probably didn't cover the amount of milk I drank in a month. But um, I said, pay it. I Because in a couple of years, when you get all the bills, you're going to say, boy, did I have a good, why did I complain? But we, we don't know how good we have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, – it, it's – Yeah. You find out too late, don't you? I think I told you earlier today, my my daughter decided to try planking today. She's 12. She does a plank. She says, hey, is two minutes good? Two minutes. I've never hit two minutes in my life. And I said, you know, when I used to be able to do it, I never tried it. And now it's too late. It's too late. I didn't know what I had and it's gone. Yeah. My planking ability.
0: Yeah. That's, it's always a good point just to, you know, never take for granted what you have because... One day it'll be gone and you'll miss it and you'll think, oh, did I take it for granted?
2: I took it for granted. You know, I used to say I never wanted to be that guy. I, I, I Growing up, I never wanted to be the person that. well, actually, I never worried about the things my parents said. I, I never made a promise that I would never repeat what they said. I often said to myself, I'm going to repeat exactly what they said because it was very effective. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boy, did it put me in my place. Yeah. But you, <laughs> it worked. You learned the yeah. value of things. You learned how to be responsible. You learned that there were things known as bills and you were going to be accountable. So your parents were helping you get on the right track.
2: Yeah. I, when I bought a car, my mom kicked me off the family insurance policy.
0: Mm-hmm. She and said, you,
2: well, you, this is what goes with that.
0: Yeah. But you had saved enough cash to pay cash for the car. And your mom said, no, get a loan and pay on that. I thought that was an yeah, interesting she, life principle as well.
2: Yeah. She's, you know, that was, of course, back in the day where establishing credit was a little bit more difficult, you know, uh, but uh, she would, she said, you'll keep half your cash. I want you to have money in the bank and I want you to take out a loan. I thought, but I don't have to. She said, but you're going to, because I want you to learn what it's like to make those payments. And then you're going to have to get your own insurance because you're the one that wants to do this. So, you know, you can stay on mom's insurance, but you have to drive mom's car to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was not going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, they were great lessons. And if, you know, I, frustrating at the time. I'm sure we all have, a, you know, those stories. But now look at it. Years later, you take that story that was frustrating to you as a kid, and you're so proud of it. You're so proud of what you what you survived, you know, and what you went through. Yeah. So I, I'm grateful.
0: The stories that as a kid you felt were punishing are ones you later bragged about. My yes. mom would never let me go do that. And you're bragging about it as you get older. Yeah. But at the time, it was so just the worst thing ever. so that she didn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was the worst. You know, these days, I, you know, I remember trying to talk to my mom into getting a phone in the room. She said, nope. I said, no, I'll pay for it. She goes, nope. <laughs> I said, no, but my own phone. Then I won't be tying up your phone. She says, you're not tying up my phone now. You have to get off when I tell you to. <laughs> nope.
0: We <laughs> 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 were uh, the shortest conversations.
2: Oh, we couldn't fantastic. discuss it was just nope.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Well, Patrick, thank you uh, for your regular weekly contributions to uh, the show as we had this spectacular uh, spring fundraiser. I'm I'm so blessed and privileged that oh, I get to do this, and I'm always happy that you helped me get my week started on kind of a light, fun note. Thank you. Thank
2: you. It gets my week started as well.
0: Ah, good. Have a great rest yeah. of the day. Patrick Albanese has been my guest. After a short break, you can bet we're going to go back to... The Sermon on the Mount on the Monday afternoon mix with Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We'll be right back. time right now. You better know it's time right now for the Monday afternoon mix. Mix, 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 mix,
3: Mix, mix, And David is sounding very mix-like.
0: He's very mix-like.
3: I'm very mix-like, you know. Get a little, uh, a little laryngitis. Is it a frog in the throat?
0: Not a frog, it's a little (laughs) laryngitis. Yeah, it's
3: just a little laryngitis, a little, yeah, yeah, you know, not a kermit the frog and don't it, eat frog legs but you,
0: you probably don't sound that different to people listening right now because this <laughs> microphone does kind of a it miracle so work, many or it things. fixes a lot of a lot of things yeah
3: oh this is like a propitiation microphone yes, like exactly. a, for <laughs> it forgives many sins yeah,
0: exactly so david we have a couple of things to cover with you and rosie just to get things started we're going to return to our uh, sermon on the mount and we're talking about uh, Matthew chapter 9, which is unbelievably timely for coming off the spring fundraiser, right? But yep. you also have a verse in Corinthians you wanted to share I as do. we talk about the fundraiser just momentarily.
3: Yeah, um, you know, Second Corinthians chapter um, 9, 8 and 9, beautiful passages, uh, Paul's writing to the church. And... You know, he gets to um, talking about just their rich service and even how the Macedonian church that they didn't have much, they had very little, uh, but they gave just abundantly and richly. And, um, you know, it says in verse 13, uh, or excuse me, verse 12, for this, for the ministry of this service, you know, of their serving in this rich and powerful way is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also Overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just such a rich mm, passage. So mm-hmm. You know,
0: so good. And Rosie's already corrected me, <laughs> which I appreciate. <laughs> she said I said Matthew
1: nine. nine,
0: but I meant Matthew six, nineteen to twenty-four. So there, there's a nine in my head somewhere.
1: It's it's, it's inverted.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's was upside say down.
1: That. The six looks yeah. There you yeah. go. And
0: I'm standing in my head right now, so right. I saw it the right. Exactly. Way. Yeah. <laughs> so you
1: saw it the right way. You're just yeah. fine.
3: Let me. Well, you know, it's like you know, you go to nine, chapter one, and Jesus heals a paralytic. So I'm thinking he was pretty overflowing with Thanksgiving too, right? You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, yeah. I just
1: think we just come, we just came over. I, thank you for saying, bringing that passage, David, because we just got done with our spring fundraiser, and what was on many of our hearts as we were gathering meals for, um, there was a, a somebody who loves both Faith Radio and Feed My Starving Children. And they opened up for every Team 40 gift that we received for Faith Radio. Those funds stayed with Faith Radio. But then they opened up 40 gifts, 40 meals to go to the Ukraine. And it occurred to all of us that Jesus, there are people praying in the Ukraine for food. And Jesus was answering their prayer right then and there. They don't know about a fundraiser in Minnesota or you know across the network of Faith Radio. But Jesus did. And was answering their prayer right there, then and there, with Thanksgiving. You know, they'll they'll be eating. The food's already on the way. They'll be eating. Um, the immediacy of the the body, in in how God uses the body to answer prayer, is amazing to me.
3: Yeah, it's really powerful. And like sometimes we, you know, God blesses us to see some of those just impacts. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing sometimes when we allow God to use us in this way. You know, we think we're doing something small or even large, but it's it's really interesting how sometimes that person, literally before they receive that from you, they literally were asking God, like, I don't know how this is going to to come to be, or, or praying like, God, um, what do I do? You know, and, and because we're stewards of our whole life, you know, it becomes this powerful witness to God and, it, and it's a powerful testimony, you know, so that, that's that's one of the things that led Paul to write that mm-hmm. uh, to the Corinthian church and just letting them know um, how much that meant. Because today we're having um, a district conference for the Evangelical Free Church of America. And I sat down with a guy that I know who's a, who's a church planner. And I was just like, you know, dude, like how can I be praying for you? You know, and there was prayer for... You know, work life balance, ministry, mission. But eventually, something that's going to come up um, is going to be something, you know, financial. I mean, it just is. And, uh, you know, God has made it that we live in this economy and made this economy um, that that's part of it. And so I'm so super uh, grateful uh, for our listening audience and our listening family because, you know, you guys. You aren't always there when someone walks up to me and they say, I listen to Faith Talk Radio and here are the ways that God meets me. And here are the ways that, you know, this was how my week was going and I turned it on. And on this day, this person said this. And that's you guys being like Jesus would flesh on through airways. And it's just amazing. And You have people in front of you, you guys get to see this and hear this, Mm -hmm. and people are like in tears. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, it's interesting to me because I know when I first gave um, my first gift and Gary and I weren't on the same page about giving yet, or uh, we weren't even on the same page on where we were with the Lord at that point of our marriage. And I remember giving out of um, obligation because I was consuming and the Lord had blessed me so much with what I was hearing, but it quickly turned to, oh, this is evangelistic. This is this is a way that I get to sow seed places where I don't get to see, thankfully, where it lands, right? Because You know, protection against pride and everything else. It's an open, generous gift, and you're just hoping that others will come into it the way you came into it or are fed the way you're fed. And it's really a gift of gratitude. And so... Um, Yeah. So when when so many other people were joining in the faith uh, family and giving and a lot of first time givers, David, that was really, we had asked for those on the fringe who've never given to step in. And there was a lot of first time givers that came through and we were just blessed by that.
3: Yeah. And and if you're feeling like, you know, I want to give, but like, what do I do? Like, you know, like with my motives, you know. Go back to chapter six, verse one, you know, know, giving to the, you know, giving to the needy and not letting our left hand know from our right hand. Um, And as it writes in the Bible that Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. You know, our God is a giving God. Now that can be as simple to even giving time. I mean, like giving someone a smile. Mm Mm-hmm like giving a compliment stopping and speaking life into someone like you have a wonderful meal like great please leave a tip because sometimes like I hear from unbelievers and people in food industries just how sometimes believers will be kind of harsh and not so please do that if you're going to leave a track you know leave a smile leave the presence of Christ and, and you know leave a gift with that um but it's amazing like just pulling aside the manager and say hey you know, can you get can you get your manager for me? And and Tammy always laughs when when I do this because it's like, oh, trouble. And I'll <laughs> and I'll just say, listen, I had Bill today. He was amazing. Yeah, like absolutely amazing. And I will come back. And you know, I went. Would you please recognize that person uh, in front of their peers? Because with that type of service and care. That's really important because people could go anywhere. And as you recognize them also, could you give them a financial gift? I mean, like recognition is cool, but they're also working to do that. And you being the customer saying that has has power and impact to the management.
0: It's amazing that we return to Matthew 6 as we just come back after a a short break. And we we had a little uh, sidetrack and then we had our fundraiser. And now we're back in our first Monday afternoon mix after that. And we're at... Sermon on the Mount, starting in chapter 6, verse 19, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. We couldn't have planned this better, right? Mm
2: -mm.
0: (laughs) Where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes.
3: Yes. And, you know, as this whole subject, as Jesus ends and says, where well, your heart will be also, keeping in mind Proverbs 4.23, and I love it in the NIV where it says, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And it's not so much the the making of resources, it's where's our heart with that? You know, it's it's not so much the issue of possessing money, but it's when money possesses us. It's when things use us. Like we are to love people and use things, not love things and use people mm. you know, so that's that's really those things are widgets, but people are once an eternity image bearers, everything else is going to burn in the fire, what hay and stubble, but what Jesus is saying, we can store these things up and 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 store up treasure in heaven um you know what's fascinating about this, you guys is that when it when it says you know Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. You know, back then, homes were made out of mud bricks. And, you know, actually, one of the words that was used, the Greeks would actually call uh, burglars, they would call them mud diggers, you know, Mm -hmm. because you would actually dig through the side of a house and go in and rob. But truth be told today, you, you know, you have people who can break into safes that are foot thick steel, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so, so there's this idea that there's moth and there's thieves and and this rust that just decays. Um, And then it's like, it's kind of like worthless, you know, but using our riches towards heaven where there is no decay. Like, think about this for a second, guys. Like in heaven, there won't be any rust. Mm. Because what is rust? It's like decay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like that's just kind of that's kind of wild.
1: Well, can you imagine in heaven? You won't have any need to have security, you know, because now that everybody, the new thing is to have the security camera on your doorbell, mm-hmm. and then you get a, a little text. You're constantly watching over your stuff in today's world. And you only have to ask a few people about what the stock market did last week, or I don't know what it's done today to Mm -hmm. see the consternation on people's faces. And, you know, will it rebound? And that's my storehouse for my retirement and all this kind of stuff. But when we get to heaven, you won't even have to worry because everybody's needs are full. You're not going to worry that someone's going, you know, maybe you're going to have the McMansion up there. I don't know. But even if you do, you're, your heart will be to invite people in, and you'll just be constantly giving of your stuff. There, you won't have any. You don't have to worry about robbers, or the stock market, or nothing, because all everything we need will be fulfilled. I'm not so sure it's not already happening here. We just don't recognize it as well.
3: Yeah, Rosie, you're you're really onto something. And um, you know, I remember one time when I was living in Ohio, pastoring, and and was doing a, a message on stewardship, and God kind of has a sense of humor, you know, he made me and I get lots of stuff to giggle at sometimes with myself. But, you know, I was, I was looking at this whole thing about treasure and all those things. And, uh, it popped in my head to do, I was driving down, driving down, um, mm-hmm. you know, lower Bell Brook and there was like some bad road. So asphalt was kind of kicked up. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed this chunk of asphalt and I took it with me to church the next Sunday. And so during the message, you know, I actually called someone up and I said, Hey, I want to give you this fifty dollars. And they look at you like, What? Like, really? Like you're you're kidding me? And I'm like, What's the catch? And I'm like, seriously, no catch. You know, and, and did it off after the offering and told people, This is from my own reserves. This is not from, you know, the church. And and I gave it to the person and I said, Seriously, church." And they're like, Thank you. And they turned to walk off the 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 um, platform. And I said, Hey, wait a minute, come back for a second. I said, um, how would you like to, you know, trade me back that $50 for a good piece of asphalt from Laura Bellbrook in Xenia, Ohio? And the person's looking like at you, like, okay, elders, you need to come pray for PDM. Something's just not <laughs> right here. And I'm like, seriously. And they're like, no. And I'm like, no, really, this is like great asphalt. You know, can you want to switch back? I'll I'll give you this and you give me that. And they're like, absolutely not. And I said, so the Bible says that the streets in heaven are paved with gold. And we get all worked up about money. And it's almost like you get to heaven and you're like, I got like, if you could actually bring it with you, you'd show up and be like, I got money. And someone would be like, hey, he's got pavement. Did <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <right. laughs> <laughs> you buy pavement? Yeah, wonderful, you know, Um, and so even the McMansions, all those things will compare, will not compare to seeing Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I absolutely love my wife, Tammy. She's amazing. And God showed me some just really, really cool things uh, this weekend um, when we were away with, with our coaches and stuff. But Listen, I, I love my wife, but I'm not like all super worked up about the church that we got married at in, in Fargo. That was cool. It was a beautiful day. It was a wonderful thing, but I'm more enamored and in love with Tammy than I am that church building. Mm-hmm. And we will be more in love and enamored with Jesus Amen. than all this stuff.
0: Thank you, David Miles. Continue our Monday afternoon mix after a short break. We are getting back to the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24. pastor david miles who's pastor at new hope church in new hope minnesota also an adjunct professor right here at the university of northwestern and rosie b three of us make up the monday afternoon mix yes yes mix 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 we're back on the sermon on the mount we are talking about matthew 6 verses 19 to 24 i love this passage it's so timely after spring fundraiser do not store up darkness no one can serve two masters either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and money
3: yeah jesus has given just a straight up like warning and, and just caution here and you know naturally there's someone driving and they're saying no no i can do both and many many have tried and you know many have failed you know and so Jesus is not like condemning you for having resources. Again, like what are your resources being used for? God knows you need. Um, as we'll see in Matthew uh, chapter six, verses twenty-four through thirty-five, He's going to say, "Your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, like food and clothing, and and the like." So it's not like those are bad. You know, you having a car isn't bad. Um, so it's it's more so like. Where's our heart in this? Where where is our where is our affections truly at? And in our country, because we we have so much, it is easy for us to rest and find our security, and even want to place faith in that instead of placing faith in God. You know that was something interesting. Like when you're with people um, in Southeast Asia, and they literally like they are praying, "Give us this day our daily bread." Now. They also, there's this just beautiful thing about their walk as well, you know, but they're really depending upon it daily. And so God knows that you have need of those things. He knows you have rent. He knows you have mortgage um, and the like. Um, So it's again saying, God is my supply. God is my complete supply. You know, it's
1: surprising to me. And, you know, I think the Ukraine is just right now, there's so many places across Um, The world that are suffering, the Ukrainians are not the only ones, but they are in the news right now. And you think of, you know, prior to, you know, even January of 2022, there were engineers and teachers and nurses and, you know, construction workers living with full bank accounts and a house over their head and a roof over their head. And you would say that for those Ukrainian people that that might seem dependable. Right. We have our own American lifestyle that seems dependable. But I feel like what this is saying is that all that can be gone. You know, and and what's happening to the Ukrainians is a, a really good Ukrainians is a really good example of the only thing dependable is our relationship with Christ. And from that, all He provides, right? We have everything we need from that relationship because the earthly things can can leave. And I think what we're Witnessing with the Ukrainian people is a really good example of that. One day they had full bank accounts and they had a roof, and now they're in shelters and in Poland or wherever else they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point, Rosie. As we uh, are looking at uh, this beautiful passage in Matthew, Jesus is letting us know that our treasure, are is in heaven, and it does prompt us, uh, some questions. And I just had a, a listener wonder about uh, what do you say to someone who doesn't believe that there is eternity in hell? A friend thinks that God loves us too much and is and is just and wouldn't actually allow us to spend an eternity in hell. And,
3: well, you know, Jesus that you're you're resting on and, and the Bible that you're resting also is saying that there is a heaven. He also says there's a hell and and I think one of the things, like when you look at Matthew chapter 25 and Jesus speaks of the, par- the parallel uh, in the final judgment be- between the, those on his left and on his right, he uses the same um, language. He says, you know, in verse 34, and the king will say to those on his right, come ye who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom of God, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. Well, then you go down, and then he says in verse forty one, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you curse, into of fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me. And so it's a, it's a parallel. It's like you know, it's like I believe in the left hand, but I don't believe in the right. Okay, mm-hmm. that might feel good, you know, and and all that. And so sometimes one of the things that happens too, um. Sometimes we'll say, like, I can't imagine, like, you know, a loving God, you know, sending someone who's being a good person, um, you know, to hell. Um, We underestimate the devastating fracturedness of sin entering into the world of an eternally perfect and holy God so that not like— You know, like we can say like we're good and and oftentimes it's been noted that like 86% of people would say I'm I'm going to heaven, but they'd only say like 23% of them would say my neighbor's going to heaven. So when we think good, we we sometimes really do think we're we're good, but how do you account for the only remedy being the sinless son of God who is the one that you truly can say did nothing wrong Mm -hmm. except create you and give you breath and allow you to live? You know, that's what's so amazing. You know, that's what's so incredible. It's it's not that, you know, sinful people that we are and we've fallen short. What's so incredible and and, and we we celebrate and we stand in awe is that a holy and perfect son of God died for us. You know, so we, we, we downplay because we think our sin really isn't sin. We just think that they are idiosyncrasies and issues. Mm.
0: Mm. And I have concern about the word send because that seems to um, denote an action only on the part of the sender, right? So it makes uh, the person that's going to hell like some passive victim.
3: Mm.
0: Not the case at all. God is not only perfect love, but he's perfect justice.
3: Well, you know, just to, to be really clear about this, too, today is what, April 25th. 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 And the time is 4.56. And so right now, God is saying, I want to know you personally, wherever you are hearing our voices. I want you want to know you personally. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open it up. He's not going to barge and he's saying, open it up. Now, listen, if you reject, you don't get to say like, I didn't know. Because God will bring you back to today at this time and say, through some perfectly imperfect people, I gave my invitation for you to know my forgiveness of sin and eternal life.
0: David, you did a great job. I'm looking for a throat lozenge sponsor mm-hmm. for you. you <laughs> I'm going to uh, go get you some throat You coat. spoke all weekend, and uh, you've got a little bit of laryngitis. So thank you for uh, coming on the show today. I know your voice wasn't 100%, but you sounded great. And your content is always good.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's coming out of God's word, and here's the thing. My voice doesn't sound good. But God loves you guys. He loves us. And I'd rather say it with a scratchy bad voice than not say it at all. So please, family, go tell other people about the love of God. Mm.
0: Amen. Thank you. That is all the time we have for our Monday afternoon mix. And thank you to Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We take a little break. Hour two is going to be fascinating. Dr. Doug Roothouse, one of my all-time favorites, is going to be joining me. He has uh, got a second edition book of Christian Apologetics. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.